Okay, so basically, I'm maybe, it's totally crazy. I want to explain why this is. Basically, I'm maybe, and so basically, I am crying and throwing up. Okay, to understand, you have to understand that I'm super, super duper baby. And so I'm doing what I like to call peeing and pooping all over my pants. 48 minutes of dog barking. 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 Uh, I just like totally <laughs> sound like sound like the cigar chomping villain of some kids movie. I tell you, some kids they often they just get turned into a saloon yeah. where they don't let the other kind of folks in. <laughs> yeah, or country clubs. Them. Yeah, yeah. The Irish never in my establishment. Oh boy. Uh, so, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I yeah. Was, no, uh, I think I mean I just I just I see food and I eat it. Like I totally house hey. like a Qdoba burrito in like five minutes flat. Hell yeah, I was just at Slim Chickens, boy, getting that Nashville hot. I have not been there. The line there is always ridiculous, and it's the kind of line I yeah. see when it's like. Oh, this has to be bad. No, no. Uh, it's actually like I always go in, so I've never actually oh, yeah. gotten like takeout. It's a it's a good experience. They got fried pickles on the menu. That's always Ooh. a plus for me. They got all like seventeen different kinds of dipping sauces for your attendees if you're getting attendees and just all sorts of I'm good a stuff. Dipping there. guy. Yeah, a lot of dips. They got the cayenne ranch. I mean, there's all oh, sorts of stuff. Fuck? Yeah, they got amazing. some some wing sauces that you can dip into. So. Mm. Mm. All right. Yeah. I think I gotta fuck with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, it was uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis was a good time. Of course, had to make my pilgrimage to Paisley Park. What was it like taking a shit at Paisley Park? It was very weird. <laughs> <laughs> they did have a couple of bathrooms open to the public, so um, I, did, I, did, I, did, I did manage to relieve myself in, in a, a bathroom formerly owned by Prince. At the night before, we, or a couple nights before, we had gone to First Avenue, and uh, I, saw, I think I sent you a photo from inside this, like, checker checkered bathroom i think he might have yeah yeah it was like i can't believe i just shat in here where morris day probably heated this bad boy up or something like that (laughs) (laughs) but yes so going into paisley park was was really neat it was it was a little odd they they put your phone in one of those bags you know you can't can't take your phone out Mm -hmm. interesting experience definitely kind of had to do it as a prince fan it was also happened to be the day that they were dedicating a section of I-5, the highway that runs right next to Paisley Park, as Prince Rogers Nelson Memorial Highway. To get to a place where you can take the sign, you have to kind of go outside of the of the big guard gate and down this little way. Well, there's a tunnel that connects, I think it's called Lake Ann Park, to Paisley Park. Mm-hmm. In this tunnel, all these fans had like spray-painted messages and had all this like memorial stuff up there. And but one thing was a QR code, and I'm like, oh, this must be some fan group. So I take my phone, I pull it up, and it's a Facebook group uh, that is a conspiracy theory group about what really happened to Prince's uh, during uh, during Prince's death. What if his entourage or maybe a relative uh, uh, killed him on purpose to mm. get the money? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> a, prince, a Prince truther. Yes, there are Prince truthers out there. Uh, shout out to the uh, uh, connecting the purple dots group on Facebook. <laughs> that, no fucking way. It's wild. Uh, so they're that was lead an armed insurrection against Prince Estate. Yeah, and they're going to storm Paisley Park. You gotta go to Minneapolis. Yeah, it's called Prince Reginald's getting closer to what happened on four twenty one sixteen. God, if Prince had died on four twenty. 
Oh, I know. Yeah, that would have been a hell of a thing. Uh, but yeah, the connecting the purple dots is the Patreon page. I was mistaken. Yeah, someone is has a Patreon page to make money off of this this thing. But the rest of Minneapolis was great. You know, we got to go to Como, which is the zoo and the mm-hmm. conservatory. We got to go to do a place called Can Can Wonderland. It is a bar. It's it's like the platonic ideal of what a barcade would be like if the guys from a city museum made it. Oh, okay. It's cool. It's got these funky art installations. All the pinball machines are like at least 50 years old. They got, they got like the love tester and little arm wrestling machines, like some real classics. And then they've got more modern stuff. They've got the, and it's 10 bucks a person on Wednesdays. You go in there and you, you so the, all the arcade games are covered by that 10 bucks. And then anything else you want to do, like mini golf and, or have a beer, that that's extra. Food's not bad. I mean, it's a nice little... You could you could blow several hours in there. I think we were there for like two or three hours. It's a good, good time. Yeah, I saw you some posts like on social media. I was like, oh, that kind of sounds neat. It's a hoot, man. They had a, an improv comedy night going on there the night we were there. So we were like, oh, cool. Let's see if you know the kids would like to, to watch some comedy. They're 13, and like the first thing this lady starts off with is like, so if you were sucking your stepdad's dick, I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. <laughs> it wasn't that literally, but it was just something like comes up on stage and is just like blast you with something vulgar. I'm like, well, that's enough for the 13 So I was uh, at the gynecologist, and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he said, ma'am, you can't smoke in here. So I crossed my legs. hey <laughs> She doesn't get enough respect. Uh, oh, so gosh. yeah. I was, I was just thinking like, Rodney Dangerfield mm-hmm. as Swingers Party. Oh, yeah. Somebody, please, fuck my wife. Uh, <laughs> get no respect. Yeah, fuck my wife, please. You can come in there. <laughs> fuck my wife. Yeah, I don't know. You just give me a little... You think she would notice? I took my wife to the Swingers Club, and they made her, they made her clean the tarp. <laughs> <laughs> no respect. No respect. Well, I mean, one of his actual jokes was, you know, I, I told my parents that I wanted a watch for Christmas, and so they let me. Jesus Christ. He wasn't Uh, afraid of going there, yeah. Sent me something, you know, while you're out in Paisley Park and dropping deuces in in, in notable bathrooms. (laughs) I spent 10 hours of my life editing that episode. Yikes, man. And just like it got to the point that there were certain elements. Like, it wasn't a bad conversation, but like, you know, I just don't want to edit this five minutes because I know what this means in my life that I'm never going to get back. <laughs> so we're, I'm just going to exit this whole entire conversation about like Richard Hart or oh, yeah. our other thing. You know, we just don't need this. this <laughs> the episode's going to, it's going to be fine, folks. It's going to be okay. Yeah, because I think, what was it What was it you cut? You cut a whole thing about uh, uh, the front bottoms. I kept saying busy words like like and mm. um. And a certain cadence I could not cut around, and the story I was telling was not interesting enough to keep in. <laughs> I was like, "Man, I am really just staring at my own navel here." Yeah, we don't. Yeah. Once you know. get stuck into that inside baseball, you you got to take the knife to it. I think you're you're right to do so. Uh, unless unless you can tell it in like five minutes, sure, and everything's a banger. Yeah. I just I just did not have that sauce in me. I did not. I was. I did not have the riz. <laughs> but uh, well, another another thing you sent me. Was that clip? I guess there's someone, something involving Post Malone, and it just got stuck in my head. We were talking about Post Malone being able to taste a woman's piss and tell <laughs> if she she's pregnant. And then I thought, like, no, that's not a good enough joke. The joke would be if a woman pisses in a Bud Light, 
<laughs> he can tell. And I'm thinking this hypothetical situation of him being like on Call Her Daddy or like Barstool Sports like podcast or something. Yeah, that's and then messing it. like well, it well, was it was it, it was it was Post Malone on Call Her Daddy. Oh, okay, that, that's what it was. Yeah, and you know, they, well, how much piss? And like he doesn't he doesn't know. He goes like I don't know, like about a double. <laughs> like just because he's i don't i don't think i don't think post malone's operating on that high level of things no, sometimes like no. i mean about you know like two shots of piss i think you refer to him as a is a dude that is a sentient dollar store pregnancy test yes <laughs> <laughs> which i have never heard a dude describe that way but you know what you're probably right on that one that yeah mm-hmm. it's someone that worked at a uh, dollar general for exactly one right. month <laughs> and was like i can't i can't do this mm-hmm Oh, some yeah. something about dudes in St. John's, Missouri, just absolutely positively had to seal every single uh, <laughs> um, bottle of uh, Axe body spray snake peel body wash <laughs> to the extent that I was like, is it that good? And I remember when we actually had like a bottle that, that got stolen later that shift. Oh, God. I remember like popping it open and sniffing it. I'm like, it's okay. It's just, just all right. It was probably like the most expensive body care thing we had. And I guess that's just why people kept stealing it. I guess. Yeah. So we missed a lot because we were away, I think, yeah. is I think is what I was getting at. Because, uh, boy, the internet went wild for this one. It was the Alabama Riverboat Brawl. Did you see <laughs> You see this? You hear about this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Black Aquaman. Black Aquaman, yeah. So <laughs> it starts out. But my understanding from a couple different places I've reported on this story was that the riverboat needed the park yeah. so that they could get the people that had been on the river off and board the new people for the next tour. Right. But these white folk had parked their little pontoon boat in right. that area. Right. And they could, couldn't fucking, they wouldn't move. They were too proud. They were too stupid. So the co-captain who was black tried to resolve the situation. The white folk apparently were like saying some pretty nasty stuff, possibly some racial slurs in there. Yeah. And, and yeah, you're throws right. The he fl- throws that hat up. That that was the bat signal. There's Gondor calling for aid. He's yeah, like, and I mean he holds his own. Yeah, but there's three guys. There's He's... three guys. I feel like the the guy that came in and kind of put him like the 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 flying armbar. I think should be disqualified. Yeah, that definitely. was that was a cheap move. He was working the refs the whole time though. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> he really that guy was come for the cheap heat in the <laughs> yeah. race war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I got, yeah, Alabama's the worst place I've ever been. I gotta tell you, everyone here, boy, the women are ugly. <laughs> and I gotta the black talk about, folk. <laughs> I gotta talk about it in wrestling terms because I just can't like conceptualize it in, in another way. Because like, yeah, this, this is, is just the way my my stupid brain works. Surreal, but yeah, the the guy swam from the boat to join the <laughs> to join the action. <laughs> a healthy young man. Oh yeah, yeah. I couldn't do that shit. Well, I would have just been like, "Someone get me a gun." <laughs> I'm gonna have to start taking pot shots from here. Well, because that was one of the other things is that not only were racial slurs used, but apparently they, there's a, alleging that the the uh, the white folk uh, said, "I'm gonna go get my gun." Mm. Uh, so there was an additional level of threat there. Uh, I mean, it's just it's just a bunch of folk that had it coming. Oh no, that's true. Like uh, uh, we we got some charges. Fuck around, fuck around, find out. We got Richard Roberts. Arrested, charged with third degree assault. We got some. I mean, he he suffered uh, bruised ribs and all that. You know, got just a, a fucking beat ass. And boy, it, I mean, it's five full minutes of video. If you can find it, Scripps News has the full raw footage. But who, yeah, there's baby. there's a lot of footage out there. Just just white people getting their ass beat. And uh, someone who comes from white people is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You love to see it. Yeah, 
those guys kind of earned that one. That's all I'm saying. Is that I just think of like every white guy I've ever worked with that says something like really shitty, but you know you can't go too far with how you rebuke them. Mm-hmm. And like when you see that happen, that's just like every everyone's like yeah. shitty coworker that said something. You're kind of it's like the spirit bomb <laughs> is coming into them. Yes. And then it's just someone else cold cocking them. Yeah, just take my energy, give it to this. Here, guy. He yeah, it's, it. it's every it's every guy that delivered pizzas in a, in a <laughs> Civic in 1999. Oh boy! Well, speaking of racial animus, <laughs> oh boy, the uh, the country hit. Oh, Mister Oliver fuck Anthony, this, fuck this guy, rich man north of Richmond. Uh, song sucks, number one. So that's that's a big the dude's beard sucks. Well, yeah, it's like it is. The shape is bad, yeah, and and it's also too well kept for it to be believable. Very odd. And he's also he's got the the thing that some people have, where like the facial hair is lighter than the hair on his head, so it looks like he, you know, it looks like he, yeah, I mean, dyed it. But your your he co-host is didn't. one of those individuals. I was gonna say he probably didn't, but there was a lot of people that were like hmm, that looks awful suspicious. Like, no, that happens. That <laughs> happens with us gingers. I don't yeah. claim him. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> so the verse in question that I balked at was uh, pointed out to us by <laughs> at Liz Rummy, Emoji Caresser. Wonder why this clip isn't in the verse. Verse two, I wish politicians would look out for minors, as in people who mine coal, and not just minors, underage people, on an island somewhere. Lord, we got folks in the street ain't got nothing to eat. And the obese milkin' welfare. Oh, boy. Yeah, it takes a weird turn. Yeah, verse three. Well, God, if you're five foot three and you're three hundred pounds, taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge rounds. Young men are putting themselves six feet in the ground because all this damn country does is keep on kicking them down. Well, buddy, the people who call uh, the obese uh, welfare queens are the people doing the kicking of the down. Yeah, it's it's really <laughs> some weird. Ouroboros shit going on here. Yeah. And uh, if you're five foot three and weigh 300 pounds, it's probably the only people I know of that are like that are like old ranch hands in San Antonio. Yeah. So, like, guys that could probably kick your ass even though they're five foot three and 300 pounds. Right. Because, uh, you know, a good chunk of that is, is muscle from them, you know. And also, you know, probably just like eating gristle all day. I don't know what what people in Texas do. It's (laughs) it's not a place I'm a fan of. They can they can secede. This was pointed out to me later was that at the MAGA Hulk. Yes, a a real fun MAGA account that has a blue check, obviously. Mm -hmm. I don't want to comment on this because Oliver Anthony seems like a genuinely great guy. But Matt Walsh's sanctimonious word vomit forced my hand. There was nothing authentic about this song's rise in popularity. Jason Howerton seems to be the key player involved in the astroturfing campaign. Jason yep. Howerton, CEO of Reach Digital, one of the accounts heavily promoting the song. It's, Jason indicates Oliver Anthony had been contacted to record the song. Jason also admits he even covered the cost to produce the record. So who wrote the song? And how did so many big right-wing accounts have the video ready to post simultaneously? You can like the song and like its message without gaslighting us into believing this was an authentic viral hit by a simple country man with a mic and a guitar. Launch a product, get 1.3 million hits overnight, was the article Mr. Howerton shared on LinkedIn. Uh, Yes, Conservative Inc. was the AstroTurf group behind this. Dan Bongino responding, Jason works with me. Jason's a great guy who texted last week, 
blown away by the emotion in Oliver's song. Jason wanted to help. He flew from California to North Carolina to help Oliver get the message out. That's what he does. This fucking moron below doesn't have a clue about what happened. Imbeciles like this fucker below are what decimate our movement. This is, you know, Dan Bongino here. They open their big mouths about shit they have no idea about. While trying to defend it, Dan Bongino all but confirms that this was, you know... AstroTurf. Yeah. I'm somehow amazed that some of my uh, more conservative co-workers have not gone about this song because, oh boy... <laughs> I I've imagine been, I've been told that I can suck the air out of a room with just one sentence when some of my coworkers uh, start talking politics, and I don't even like I just walk in, grab what I need to grab, yeah, and leave. Like I don't even like stick around for a conversation. I'm just like, yeah, it doesn't sound like something in your own interest. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I don't think they're. I don't think. I don't think Budweiser is closing that canning plant in response to, to the Dylan Melvaney controversy i bet they were planning on closing that, that anyway yeah. yeah so like i don't i think that's disingenuous <sighs> oh god yeah no fuck that guy that yeah fuck, like fuck his little shitty beard fuck his little fucking shitty song and what the hell he's playing that guitar Rich, richmond of, of the, north of richmond yeah fuck that well not only that but i mean you know richmond wasn't that the capital of the confederacy so like there's already like a dog whistle and a half right there in the title perhaps yeah, I mean, I can see the argument for that. I just think it's a trite. Like, I, I feel like saying yeah. that is almost giving it too much credit. It's like a really bad pun. It's not, but it's and not he's, funny. He's playing like a $500, like, Korean-made Gretsch Dobro. <laughs> I was going to say, that fucking Dobro, he's playing it like he's never touched the thing before in his life. It's very odd. We got kind of like... I mean, that bad boy was clean. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like a brand new guitar. You know, if he had like an old... You know, Aloha hmm. fucking uh, Dobro or something. Sure. Like an old national resonator. You could be uh, like, oh, okay, oh, well, yeah, that somebody's... Probably, you know, maybe that's some... Like, but the fact that it's a brand... No, uh, not a mark on it guitar. No, also just screams AstroTurf. Like the the microphone placed in a field, the, the fucking hunting blind in the background. Oh, yeah. um, all of it just is just so fucking inauthentic that you have to be a fucking rube to, to buy into it. Yeah. I mean, that, that is... That is what it is saying. If you believe this to be like a whole cloth, then, you know, the, the old thing is like, I got bridge to fucking sell you. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just, it's the fakest thing I've seen in yeah. a long time. Yeah. No, uh, fake news. Well, not only that, but like, it's fake and it sucks. Yeah. Like, it's one like, thing. Yeah, it's, it's one thing if it's something that's like, oh, okay, you know, it's, it's fake. It's clearly like somebody got hooked up with one of these, you know, viral content companies, but I like the song. I'm like, well, all right, I'll give it a pass. Oh, but yeah, if, they fucking got me. But if it's fake and it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> forget it. And, and yeah, and apparently this is uh, set to be like the number one song. Yeah. That and Jason Aldean. Oh boy, boy! Country yeah. music. Let me let me tell you, folks. Yeah, I don't know. I liked I liked my country music a lot more when it was about like you know shooting cops. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Outlaw country. Yeah, like call that, you yeah. know, uh, disrespecting women, but but yeah. nobly. There's a reason why uh, Johnny Cash is uh, "Understand Your Man's like my go-to karaoke song. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I mean "Fist City" by Loretta Lynn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's like, I'm going to beat your ass, woman. I love the I'm going to beat your ass songs. Those oh, songs yeah. are great. Even the more modern ones are kind of annoying. Like uh, Matt Basler, friend of the program, did an entire EP of 
<laughs> he reworked all these old I'm a beat your ass co- all these more recent I'm a beat your ass country songs like Read Me My Rights uh, he did uh, yeah. Redneck Crazy <laughs> he did some some real good ones and there's some you know there's some that are still out there like yeah alright yeah. Um, Read Me My Rights rips somebody better call the law I'm like oh yeah <laughs> hell yeah but yeah like fucking this taxes are too high fuck you yeah <laughs> fuck you Think about fucking bootlegging or something. I don't know. Give me something. Fucking Marty Robbins. Tell me about an outlaw. Or, I don't know. Marty Robbins was a little bit of a bootlicker, but but I mean the man the man could ring could write a song. I was gonna say yeah, it, at least he could turn a fucking phrase. Like, yeah, I mean like at least like it, his personal politics apart from well yeah because I can't stand Toby Keith's personal politics, but every once in a while the man writes a jam, you know. Oh, did he also write the, the the one song? Was that someone else? I'm Toby thinking. Keith was the courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. Yes, yeah, yeah, that song also sucks, Dick. Yeah, that song <laughs> that sucks. sucks. That song, he's written a few other ones that are like, all right, pretty good. That like fucking clean boot, pressed shirt, country <laughs> music. I got fake some... ass nor- northerners, basically. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, like, I don't know. I work with some guys that have like fucking Ford trucks you can tell they've been limping along mm-hmm. for you know a decade or two yeah and like they make good money they don't have to be driving a fucking beat up like 92 150 yeah that like is like 70% rust around the rims <laughs> you know yeah well, I mean I, you ain't wrong um, like I feel like that's a little bit more authentic than the guy that buys like the brand new Dodge Ram that has like the fucking all the running boards the around. running boards there yeah. we go side mirrors that like adjust and oh, stuff yeah, like yeah. when you get in and out and like man fuck that give me a pickup truck that smells like it's burning oil even when it ain't <laughs> the fucking C player hasn't worked and you know what listen I put enough money in this son bitch I ain't fixing it the truck bed from a completely different vehicle <laughs> oh no, it, it got to the point. <laughs> That's my friend Sean had one of those. Yeah, I mean it was like the front half was like a Ford, and the back half was like oh, a God. like a Toyota or some shit. He just was like, eh. "We're talking about truck times." My dad bought a truck, and the chrome on the rear bumper had gotten eaten up so much with rust. They just took the rear bumper off and took like a fucking like giant railroad tie and like painted it black. No, and like that. That's the bumper. <laughs> And thankfully, you know, like the 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 rear signals were up on the uh, yeah they were higher up there higher the tail. up on, yeah. on the side of the tailgate. But I was just like, man, my dad's fucking gnarly. Oh man, yeah, just just a gnarly ass man. <laughs> <laughs> the little Tay death hoax, yeah. This one fucked me up, dude. Like like a lot of these things, I don't know who these fuck who the fuck these people are. Apparently, it's a big deal on on on. On, on encouraging Instagram. minors to do bad things on the internet. Yeah, but just like, who the fuck is this kid? So, uh, American born, raised in Canada. YouTube, Instagram, which tends to be the way for young performers these days. She's rapping and like flexing because she's so rich and all this shit. And she's like nine. Yeah, stupid. like nine or ten. <laughs> and I think even now, like, I don't even think she's like 16. No, like, just no. Just young and saying just wilding out, as the kids say. Yeah, well, so... Per Polygon, it says her breakout moment came in April 2018 when she and influencer Woe Vicky, again, I don't know fuck that is, yeah. staged a fight with Bad Bobby, Bad Baby, uh, that was the uh, Cash Me Outside girl, uh, at a mall. TMZ, of course, was there with cameras, uh, which propelled Lil Tay to newfound stardom at the time. She gained 2.4 million followers on Instagram and then appeared on Good Morning America. But then somebody said she was dead. It's yeah. very weird. 
<laughs> like this like little Tay, like everything I ever like knew of her was like, oh, this is like just mean little sister syndrome. Yes. Yes. Very and, much so. and my high school girlfriend was the mean little sister Oof. of a classmate. And so I'm like, oh yeah, I know, I know this game. I know where this, I know where this train's heading. I didn't think it was going to be uh, me being manipulated by my family and having a death hoax. (laughs) They reached out to the family. They wouldn't comment. You know, little Tay. This is not Ted. This is smoking a Kush blunt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, the the Nate dog. I ain't dead. Smoking a big fat of Kush blunt right now. Which of course is even funnier since he has since passed away. But uh, the he he ran out of Kush blunts. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> that, that were his uh, phylactery keeping him alive <laughs> it's like it's like uh, that urban myth about how Lemmy went to the doctor and the doctor told him like if you, <laughs> you stop, stop doing drinking. speed you'll die the statement issued by Lil Tay is my Instagram account was compromised by a third party used to spread jarring misinformation and rumors around me thanked Meta for helping her get her account back it was very weird. Uh, yeah, so the deleted post is, it's with a heavy heart we share the devastating news of our beloved Claire's tragic passing, yada, yada, yada. It's very odd. Yeah, because <laughs> there's no, like, if from the family or, like, from the family's lawyer or anything like that. Just, no. When I, when I saw this, I was just like, well, gosh, I, I feel like I need more information before I let myself have An any, opinion. any feelings yeah. about, any deep feelings about this. Like, well, that, that sucks. Yeah. And, like. It also seemed like one of those things, like you know, those family members or like her older brother seemed like a piece of shit. And I'm like, man, right. that's just that's sad. Like that kid was just getting exploited. And I still think that kid's getting exploited. Well, not only that, but I mean, the parents were in the middle of splitting up, and there was a nasty custody battle, and there yeah. was all this stuff happening, and that's why she just stopped posting for a while. I think it was like three or four years that she'd stopped posting. Yeah. Suddenly, to have a post after this long, be like, oh yeah, she died. Yeah, she <laughs> died on the way to the fireworks factory. <laughs> that's right. On the way to her home planet, <laughs> Lil Tay, Lil Tay died. <laughs> uh, Every time Lil pla- Tay's not on screen, all the characters should be asking, "Where's, Where's Lil Tay?" <laughs> the last bit we have, the things happening around this week. One of my favorite film directors apparently is looking for love. Uh, that's right, Lars von Trier posted on Instagram an extensive post. About a minute and a half or so uh, of him saying he's single and ready to mingle. So if you are a fan of the films of Lars von Trier. That guy looks like he could suck the juice out of a mango. Oh, yeah. 67 years old, he says. Yeah. Uh, Parkinson's OCD and controlled alcoholism. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a translation poem. I think he means a functioning alcoholism. Controlled alcoholism is a great phrase, though. It's like, is this like a Jurassic Park situation? As long as <laughs> he's got a team of scientists watching over him, he's like, he's he's drinking at noon again, sir. <laughs> he's drinking at noon again, sir. The cow understood. The cow prod is yeah. just like a wet towel to wipe him off. <laughs> he's getting he's getting the meat sweats again, sir. He's just eating nothing but jerky. Yeah, they're they're dabbing his forehead with Barman's friend just to keep the, the sick away. <laughs> Our know, keeper's friend. at gmail.com if you want to email Lars von Trier and uh, try to be his girlfriend. 67 years old, Parkinson's OCD and controlled alcoholism. alcoholism. What a catch! <laughs> From the, the guy who did Antichrist. And Melancholia and uh, Dancer in the Dark. Three films... Uh, that I never want to see again. I tried watching Antichrist. It was on some streaming That's service. Fine. <laughs> it it uh it has a really slow start. Yes. 
and I couldn't oh, stick with it. A lot of but then I was like in the other room and like heard screaming and stuff. I'm like, oh, oh, so it got good. Yeah, because the first part was kind of like, what if you took Eyes Wide Shut mm-hmm. and slowed it down by fifty yeah. percent and made it like heavily desaturated? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, oh, there's something really interesting here, but I do not have the attention span for it, nor do I, nor am I sure this is worth my attention span. Yeah, Antichrist and Melancholia do kind of have that problem. Still, stellar performances from everybody involved. Uh, it's just they're hard to watch. They're hard yeah. to watch movies because not only for the, 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 the pacing and all that, but also because of the very extreme things that happen to physical bodies in them. Yes. Uh, so there's just... You get a little, you get a little too much, I think, at mm-hmm, a certain mm-hmm. point. And uh, I've still never seen a Serbian film. That's all right. I think <laughs> you're, you're right, man. Yeah, that's you, don't okay. need, you don't need to come to film school tomorrow Mm-mm. for oh. for Serbian <laughs> film day. <laughs> or watch it. It's one of those movies where, like, if you've seen Come and See or if you've seen Salo, you're like, well, I, I, I get the idea. Yeah. I get what we're going for here. Oh, if you really want to see an upsetting film that I understand that's in a similar vein to those. Uh, there's a little European film that came out about 20 years ago called The Wild Dogs. Oh, The Wild Dogs. Okay. Yeah. It, uh, it's it's somewhere between like what I understand Antichrist and mm. like Come and See or Serbian film to be. Martyrs. And also like Gummo. It's like European mm. Gummo. Mm. Yeah. So The Wild Dogs, if you Wild really dogs. want to be upset okay. by a 20-year-old film that sure. I saw at the St. Louis <laughs> Film Festival... <laughs> With my father. Oh, no. The- <laughs> what did, wait, the- what did he think of the movie? We didn't talk about it. Oh, boy. <laughs> it was like one of those things where, like, he's just like, we left the theater. And I'm like, huh, that was really interesting. He goes, yeah. You want to get something to eat? <laughs> like, like, oh, that made me hungry. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all this, all this, all this uh, child abuse yep. has really gotten me, gotten me hungry. <laughs> it's Crypto yeah. Scandal Week time. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. You're listening to 48 Minutes of Dogs Barking, the podcast. And now it's time for the Crypto Scam of the Week. Shiba. We all know Shiba. Shiba Inu. Yeah. All the, the other coin. sub coins, the bone coin and all that other leash. nonsense. Yes. Leash. Oh, yeah. I, well, I was like, as I was texting you yesterday. Yeah. I feel like the really explain everything with ship would be like a whole entire episode. Right. I've I've picked through a couple of bits where I can kind of do a pressy. I'm going to try to do my best to kind of give the as much of the picture as I can. But yes, like Brian says, it's a lot longer story than I can even fit into the segment. It's so we're so going to try. We're going to try. So working backwards from the date of August 16th, which was when a, a group called Shibarium officially launched following a lot of hype because it was part of the Ethereum Layer 2 network. Uh, Ethereum Layer 2 as I believe we explained in a previous uh, crypto scam of the week thing, is a it's a new way to approach DeFi. That's yeah. about as far as I can get with it before so my brain starts to sizzle in the back of my eye sockets. Piggybacks off of the Ethereum blockchain or Matic or Polygon, where the fuck they want to call it these days. And so you're kind of doubling down on your blocks being processed per second, I believe, or transactions that can be processed per block and. So on and so forth. So, um, like the argument for like Pulse X is that its gas fees are a fraction of Ethereum. So, like if you wanted to do like a simple transaction on Ethereum right now, it could be thirty bucks. You know, point zero zero two or point zero zero three Ethereum, just to like do something simple. Like if you were sending from one wallet to another, it could be that much. 
Um, whereas on say pulse chain, it could be pennies. Okay. So it's, it's supposed to be kind of a piggybacking utility off of a more, a, a legacy blockchain, but also a popular blockchain, but you don't have the cost of function. Okay. In that respect. That makes sense. Yes. I, I, okay. So, so they're doing this as a, as a way to kind of make it more enticing to use. It's going to be a little bit yeah. more functional, as, as, as it were. Dog theme tokens, Bone, Treat, and Leash, or the Shibarium Chain. So they hope to use Shibarium to, and this is courtesy of Bitcoinist, which is a publication I had not heard of until today. They hope to use Shibarium to change Shina Ibu's outlook by portraying it as a serious project rather than being known by the meme token SHIB. According to them, SHIB tokens would be burned every time a transaction was carried out on the Layer 2 network. Of course, as you said, everybody was excited because a reduction in supply leading to a price increase. But it seems like it had the opposite effect. They uh, fucked up their contract or mm. their uh, RC, RPC or RCP, I forget, the, the nodes, I believe. Yeah. And so you can bridge your Ethereum or your SHIB over the Shibarium, but you cannot bridge out. And I think mm. there might even just be like a lack of function on Shibarium. Yeah, it says general. the functionality has been questioned as users who tried to use the bridge reported being unable to access their funds on the new chain as of writing a combined total of 1.7 million dollars or 945 ETH are stuck in the bridge you cannot get your funds out of the bridge That's fucking amazing 945 ETH user at shroom underscore daddy on Twitter I'm not calling it X fuck that <laughs> posting a, from a chat from someone calling themselves Shaitoshi Kusama uh, shout out to Shaitoshi he follows me on Twitter for some reason oh yeah <laughs> He says, we fucked up hard. We can't recover the ETH bridged. This was 30 minutes ago. The height is changing up and down. This is not normal. It should only go up as the block number only increases. So it's like totally fucked. Someone sent me one to three bones. No way to be sure since the block scanner is fucked also. And when I try to query my balance, it says I have zero. Is the chain synced? LOL. It's not. It's fucked. (laughs) (laughs) First response is by Zach XBT saying, how did you mess it up that bad? <laughs> Lol. <laughs> and when uh, Zach roasts you right away, you're like, well, we really fucked it, didn't we? <laughs> so there are a lot of people yeah. that create projects in crypto where the ing- it's just really to make money. You got sure. a good meme. Yeah. And they're not trying to necessarily outright rug people. But they are definitely looking at lying their own pockets. Sure. They're not trying to necessarily like rug people super hard, but it's really just like launch a token, let it run for a while. They take out their investment, right. and then the project maybe just slowly dies over the next six months. Right. SHIB was supposed to be, from my understanding, from the deep you know, inside baseball web of crypto that I have I've sometimes dipped my toes <laughs> into, was supposed to be that kind of project. Yeah. And early on, Ryoshi, who is the founder, mm. and people have this mythology around him as being like some sort of financial genius, which is uh, some some amazing imagination on some of these folks here. But I mean, these are individuals. I think they're also looking to line their own pockets, or they maybe are a bit of wish casting, if you will. Yes, yes. yes. So Shib was originally supposed to be that sort of ordeal, where like you launch it, there's a mm. meme because of like Doge, and right. because uh, I think Elon Musk was also talking about you know getting a ship at Inu. And he got Shiba Inu, named it Floki, and now there's a Floki meme token. And But anyways, back down the SHIB, 
really was supposed to be one of those things that like ran for like a month to three months and when it looked like a good time to get out you start just like slowly selling your sure. your investment and you just move on to the next Don't thing. Don't make it obvious, but, you know, get, yeah. get, your, get yourself And there's paid. a lot of times where you can tell, like, a dev is selling, but he's just doing little chunks. Mm-hmm. He's laying, he's taking out X amount of dollars, he's letting that liquidity come back up, mm-hmm. and he sells again. You know, he's not trying to kill the price of it. He's not... Being uh, benevolent is... No. Uh, yeah. Trying like, to crease his palm with silver, but not kill it outright. Yeah, not yeah. trying to, like, uh, truly crash the project. Uh, maybe still not a great thing to do, but the, the, probably the most ethical way you could fucking cash out. <laughs> yeah, that's, your... I mean, that's like saying, you know, I set my apartment building on fire, but no one else died. So uh, yeah, I, like... I told everyone, I told, I told everyone there was free food outside. <laughs> but like, yeah. it's not, it's at least not the shittiest way you could do what you're doing. That's fair. But then Shib kind of kept going. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's this been is like early 2021. Yeah, yeah, early 2021, it had its first real spike. I think like around the Super Bowl. If oh, I recall sure. correctly, yeah, yeah. Ryoshi got upset because he already pretty much disinvested from the project. And then he <laughs> creates Leash. And so there's always just been, in the time that I've had my eye on, on SHIB, has always been kind of a reluctant project. Um, I've never taken it seriously other than that these guys kind of got stuck yeah. with this thing they can't walk away. Now that it's on Coinbase, now it's on Binance. I don't think anyone who's working on it is getting really any uh, monetary benefit from it. Doesn't seem like it, no. <laughs> yeah, it's always screamed reluctance. I'm kind of not surprised that this has happened. And Shibarium, people have been waiting for this for a while. Ryoshi is supposed to launch his own stable token at some point. It's fucking wild that, yeah. that like you just fuck it up so bad. Yeah. And... It's not that hard, from my understanding, to not make these mistakes. Like these are very amateurish mistakes, right? Which makes you wonder if they were even trying, or even had halfway decent coders behind it. Let's see, down twelve percent in the last couple hours. Uh, everything else, of course, bow and treat and leash, down double digits in percentages. Not great. God, I hate to be someone that bought leash when when they were like twenty grand a piece or something like that. Because uh. I think now leash is like a grand. Yeah, not great. Yeah. yeah. All-time bag holder right there. Yeah, I mean, so many people are fucking underwater on these meme tokens that they're just really looking for anything. Something, yeah. Yeah, just anything. It's just anything to... They're not fucking eating newspaper for dinner. No. Well, speaking of people that eat newspaper for dinner, our main topic this week, Brian, suggested by you, and I had completely forgotten about it, is the Landover Baptist Church. So the Landover Baptist Church website, which still exists and still looks just like it did, in 1993, or close to it at least. Wow, um, that <laughs> that takes me back to dial-up. That's some real, that's some real classy-ass stuff. They laud themselves as God's favorite website, <laughs> <laughs> and one of their slogans, of course, guaranteeing salvation since 1620, where the worthwhile worship unsaved, unwelcome. <laughs> one might be forgiven for thinking this website is genuine, because it looks it. It looks like a hastily thrown together website for a church. It just does. And some of the articles are strictly out of, you know, what the Christians believe about abortion. And and it gives you, you know, does life begin at conception? Uh, you know, it runs through Genesis and tells you all about the stuff. An important thing to know, though, is that it is a parody of the Baptist church written by someone guy named Chris Harper, 
who went to Jerry Falwell's Liberty University. <laughs> this was a guy. Wow. Yeah. Talk about a pedigree. <laughs> so he went to Liberty University, Jerry Falwell's college, in 1989. And he had a radio show. It was a radio show that was a parody itself of Liberty University's practices and procedures. Lighthearted, fun entertainment, probably pretty clean, I would imagine. He got kicked out <laughs> of Liberty University, expelled because of that show, because of that satirical radio show, expelled from Liberty University because the administration found it offensive. So that's when he created the Landover Baptist Church website. Fascinating because, like, wow, this is really just one guy being extremely fucking petty. <laughs> no, I, and I love it. And he's kept it up for a while. I think the last post that I saw, yeah, June 26, 2022. I mean, it's been a year, but when the site started, oh, I'm sorry, 1998. Yeah. A lot of people online fail to realize that it is satire yeah. and parody because, A, it's pretty well written, it's a very convincing satire yeah. it's it's almost like um i'm trying to remember what the other what website and it's, it's i'm drawing a blank but it's it's one of those ones where like the dunning kruger times or something where, where people it's a satirical or it's a you know it's a but it's, it's written from obviously written by someone that has such a good understanding of the subject matter that they're satirizing or parodying that like it really whew, it cuts to the bone you you would really have to be looking close to see some of the yeah some of the bits here but yeah like <laughs> There's an active forums. Yeah, here's here's a from the what Christians believe about abortion. A question is posed: Is murder wrong? Sometimes, <laughs> when God orders us to murder, it is smiting. <laughs> For example, the Bible clearly states that pregnant criminals should be executed. Genesis thirty-eight twenty-four. About three months later, Judah was told, "Your daughter-in-law Tamar is guilty of prostitution, and as a result, she is now pregnant." Judah said, "Bring her out and have her burned to death." Well, all right. Yeah, if a man suspects his wife is cheating on him, she has to have an abortion. Note that this is not pro-choice because this woman does not choose to murder her baby. Her husband chooses to have a priest murder the baby. <laughs> I mean, it's a grim topic, but like, yeah, he's given you like chapter and verse about like, if you're going to be a biblical Christian, you got some fucking explaining. <laughs> you, you're going to have to really fucking ride or die for some wild ideas. <laughs> Uh, there, there's one of my favorite features of the site, of course, is the God's News ticker. The end of the world and the rapture will be September first, twenty twenty-three, according to God's News ticker on this on this website. <laughs> so, not a lot of time to edit this one down, I guess, before things go wrong. But oh, it's uh, been nice knowing you, Jason. Yeah, I know. <laughs> one of the other things that Landover Baptist Church did that I really love is the fake newsletter Freehold Truth and Light. Very much the same kind of topics as the website itself but then there are ads and the ads to me are the highlight of the freedom truth the freehold truth and light protect your manhole against one unwanted access hole locks you don't want it in there <laughs> let's see here yeah inside this issue report a mexican win a chevy yeah, science and the races an informative talk and it has shows the phrenology pictures yeah, yeah um a correction from a previous issue. The infant found by police in a trash can was, in fact, a burrito. <laughs> I feel like that's a reference to a real-life news story. You know, I don't know for sure. 
<laughs> another ad. Uh, take a lifetime off from being ugly and black. <laughs> Flint whitening soap, only ninety nine ninety nine. Ah, Jesus. Yeah. It's, there's a photo of a guy from Guar. I believe that's Otis Arungus. English woman's encounter with Satan's minion. So Landover Baptist Church actually had a one of the writers, one of the people involved in it, also went on to do Betty Bowers. America's favorite character. Thank you. Yes, Betty Bowers made her start with the Landover Baptist folks. Uh, she's great. Her videos were very popular on my timeline and Facebook for a minute. Oh, yeah. This one was the one I was looking for. <laughs> Christmas special. Dogs, $10 each. Oh, my dad's got to hear about this. Buy a dog for someone at Christmas. They're filling the pound, and otherwise we have to shoot them. <laughs> Call 1-800-DEAD-DOG. <laughs> yeah, would, would Jesus drive a V10, V12, or V8? <laughs> I feel like some of these jokes only really hit if you grew up in the church. There, Yeah, because there's some inside baseball jokes in here. Yeah, the weird... Trying to justify like modern society or modern accommodations or commodities through, well, God would be into it, or you think, right. uh, yeah. yeah, well, if you don't like this, you're a Judas. Here's the Zeke Media presents Casino Night. Pray you win the fun way to pay your tithes. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, surprise baptism, a Noahide flood, you need Landover plumbers for a holy good deal. Backed by God, no guarantee required. <laughs> Call 1-800-2-by-2. Hey, yeah. So many on-point things. And the graphic design's kind of eh. You know, like, it, it fits It feels together. chitsy. It feels handmade by people who are true believers. Yeah. They're not going to They're not gonna go to some godly design school. They're, they're, mad, they're mad at uh, their kids for listening to Drake. Yeah. <laughs> they can't. God's huh? plan? God's plan is you go to church on Sunday there. <laughs> Baiting? Exactly right, yeah. Dinosaur found over 4,000 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what to get her for Christmas? Think how overwhelming arranging her funeral would be. Give her the perfect gift. Make arrangements as a couple with a Landover affordable funeral home. Call 1-800-JEHOVAH. And for her birthday, our will writing service. <laughs> Just the, the psycho ads that appear and stuff like this, too. That's what I'm saying. That's what they nailed oh, as yeah. well. There's oh, a, that's, that's the money. There's a style, and there's a very specific 90s, early 2000s vibe that this has just I, I remember reading this website. I mean, you know, in high school, I graduated high school in 2004, just to put it in perspective. But I remember having a group of friends in high school where we all probably had a moment where we commiserated about Landover Baptist because we grew up in the midwest and either if we weren't religious we had religious family members and or things like that i think what always really resonated is with all of the stuff about like tithing or money because mm. it really just kind of gets into the crass soullessness of how churches siphon money from their flock and their con you know oh, yeah. and their congregation and and just like yeah you know maybe tax these motherfuckers yeah What's really wild about it is that there's actually like lore built up around the site. You remember this stuff? A little bit about a about a, t a town called Freehold, Iowa. Detailed online environment. Dictator called the pastor, controlling members through a series of fines. This from a Pop Matters article entitled "A User's Guide to Parody Religions." This article also includes, by the way, dudism. 
<laughs> uh, invisible pink unicorns, a bunch of other stuff. I think uh, Subgenius is mentioned here too. Jesus, as much a corporation as a church. The article continues. Landover is a self-contained, closed community, complete with its own mini mall and gun store. <laughs> its extensive holdings evoke the heyday of the televangelist era, when prosperity theology Americanized religion by marrying the gospels to laissez-faire capitalism. And yeah, that's a pretty succinct way of putting it. it definitely has the Tammy Faye Baker style of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Send us money for Jesus, kind of. <laughs> oh, we got air condition our dog. That's right. Dog house. Well, and then, you know, uh, Righteous Gemstones is back on the air for a third season, and they're uh, doing th- that third exactly. season just wrapped up, my friend. Oh, it did? Oh, yeah. fantastic. I can't uh, wait to watch good. it. It's uh, I, I, I'm kind of trying to get my girlfriend to watch we watched the the pilot episode. I don't know if it's got her hooks. It's hooks in her. But um, yeah, it took me two or three to get that to get the hook on on that one. Just because like introducing some of these people, are like these are fucking weird guys. Adam Devine, yeah, finds a uh, finds a the, the right tone for his character. A Danny McBride's um, way of pronouncing certain <laughs> phrases <laughs> is yeah. kind of amazing. There's and, in and the second just, season. There's like one of the first episodes. He's trying to give like the talk to his kids, and he says something about the way he phrases a conversation about cum <laughs> is just so, it's it, it's it's worthy of Shakespeare. <laughs> Much like it's always sunny. There's a there's a moment where a certain character enters the show where it kicks off just fucking everything goes nuts and that's of course walton goggins oh. uncle baby billy uncle baby billy <laughs> <laughs> well god damn son you got <laughs> god damn son you are ugly shit <laughs> you don't want to shuck an old man's dick um, <laughs> just, just what a fucking my weird nitpicking about things is that second season has Eric Andre is a yeah. mega preacher, a yeah. mega church preacher from Texas? Yeah, and I don't buy it. <laughs> no, no, why I don't buy it is that they have him leading in song. I think the first time that he's introduced to the show, or at least introduced as to the characters on screen, he's not playing a PRS. Fair, a a, a fucking gaudy ten top, fucking Eagles inlay, you know. Perhaps even private reserve sure. PRS. That's a mega preacher. Not a fucking Les Paul, not a no, Stratocaster. You're right. you're right. It's because uh as someone who used to sell guitars, that's all the fucking <laughs> preachers that came in and bought guitars. They always had to get like the the Brazilian yeah. you know, neck, the Brazilian rosewood neck, all of the fancy shit. It just sounds better going to God that way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, how, so, how 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 are they gonna understand the word God if I'm not playing a ten thousand dollar guitar <laughs> through a hand wired Vox A C thirty? Exactly. Uh, they just they could go get the any religion anywhere else, but why guys uh you know the red snap overdrive just sounds a little bit more organic than a tube screamer. Uh, the last bit on the Landover uh, Baptist Church site, every year they would do a report on their hell house, which was based on a real thing that you know, people do these hell oh, houses. Yeah, I, I went to a couple of hell houses and Boy Scouts out of all things. Yeah. Oh, bully. Yeah, that was fucked. Well, uh, this article. <laughs> Freehold, Iowa, October 1999, Landover Baptist Hell House is an outreach event that's... Uh, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, the, he- the headline's the real treat. Landover... Flies in hundreds of corpses from Turkey's earthquake for this year's Halloween <laughs> Hell House. Amazing. They represent the souls of the damned. Beautiful. Uh, just, just fantastic stuff. Yeah. Well, they were Eastern <laughs> Orthodox Christians, so they do not count. Yeah, I, I think I'm, they, I think they were going to hell anyways. Right. Uh, well, on that note, it's time for Shock.jpg, Brian. And 
now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Shock.jpg. Oh boy, what we got today? We've had a bit of a, we've had a bit of a dog theme on the show. I've noticed uh, episode yeah. titles, conversations we've had, things that we've talked about. The mystery of the dog. The mystery of the dog. Well, this. <laughs> what is a dog? What? Who the fuck? Is there knows? anything faster? Who the fuck than... knows? This is called salad and chips. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is a. Um, uh, loop, it's a looping gif of a. It do- sure is of a dog. Uh, Probably eating something out of a man's ass, and the man is semi-flaccid. Just hanging out there. He's a little turgid. <laughs> there used to be text on this site. I don't know what happened to it, but the text said, oh, this salad, could you, it's not salty enough, could use some chips. And hence the name of the site, saladandchips.com. Uh, <laughs> so these some of these ones are weird. Like, Every other dog-themed shock image I found was, like, gory and, like, really not cool. Yeah, um, I, I feel like you're really rolling a, a dice here where there was there yeah. was no... Uh, no no dog roll injury. Roll for initiative was, yeah. was not the move. No, I, look, I I rolled a nat 20 on that one, thank God. And I'm, <laughs> yeah, and that's only borderline bestiality. Exactly. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if... I think, unsettling, I don't know if, perhaps? I don't know. Just, yeah. It was like a yellow lab, yeah, just, which is which is upsetting because that's a dog that's going to do whatever you want it to do. It's the Honda Civic of dogs, it's the Honda though. Honda Civic of dogs. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but yes, I'm sticking by it. The, the Honda, Honda Civic, Civic of, of dogs. dogs. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's the it's the one you think of. It's the default model, right? It's when I mean, you draw a car, you're trying you draw like a, my my first my first car was a yellow lab. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, know. A bumper sticker on the back is that if this bitch is barking, uh, <laughs> this bitch is don't bark. come a narking or something. I don't know. If the puppies fell off, oh the, yeah, I don't <laughs> if you know. Read this, the puppies fell off. <laughs> I don't know. I don't uh, know. I just, I mean, at least it's not pee pee poo. It's not pee pee poo poo. There was might a guy's have, might have got it. you on FBI list, but yeah, um, but you know, it's research. It's, it's uh, research. Okay, there, Mister Guy from the Who. <laughs> I'm doing work uh, yeah. on a documentary, which means consuming large amounts of this, mm, of this yeah. material. <laughs> yeah. Or um, uh, L- Mr. LaCour from, from Twitter. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah, boy. this is to expose all the all the sex criminals. I'm going to post a bunch of child put porn. put my watermark on it so people know it came from <laughs> put me. Put your watermark on it. That's not the... That's not what you're supposed... Ugh. That's not the play, bro. Because <laughs> then they're going to think you made it, you jackass. Oh, bully. Elon Musk, someone removes my child pornography uh, fan cam account. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking into this. <laughs> <laughs> Troubling. Troubling. Uh, <laughs> um, wow, the woke mind virus really just can't handle uh, outside thought. Outsider art. <laughs> Outsider art. That's the next defense. You know that. It's gonna be like... Like the... uh, so that was uh, that was the shock.jpg. Now it's time for everyone's favorite the, part of the show, of course. The one we will forget. <laughs> yes. At least it's not the McChicken. Yes. And I only had that loop uh, for the dog going a couple times because I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I really do appreciate that you didn't want to like, have a whole entire like conversation about life it's with just me going. <laughs> while it's in the background. He's just getting in there. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's like he, uh, my body is a Kong filled with peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> and you must eat of me, son. My dog son. 
That's the new religion. So yeah. it's, everybody, it's everybody's mom's favorite part of the show, of course. It's the breath mint. It's time for your mom's favorite part of the show. It's time for the breath mint. Uh, I already told you about Paisley Park. I told you about a bunch of stuff that I did in Minneapolis. But the one thing we did when we get back was we immediately started season two of Reservation Dogs. Keeping nice. with the dog theme. Loving the cast there. Big fan of all the... All the young native actors there, fantastic stuff. The season two goes on. It just keeps getting funnier, but it keeps getting raunchier and weirder, and everybody's having their own interpersonal squabbles, but you're also learning about them as characters, and it's fucking, it's funny, and it's heartfelt, and it does all the right stuff, and I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. And you walked in here today, I went, ahoy, hoy, because I've been watching this fucking show, and that's how everybody greets each other. Well, I just, I just think of the Simpsons and Mr. Burns. Ahoy, hoy. Yep. <laughs> The, the spirit the spirit guide who uh, the main character bear sees all of it, it greets him like that and so that's that was where I was kind of drawing from I immediately just clicked it in my head uh, this of course the character who is in the Battle of Little Bighorn but he didn't make it to the actual battle because his horse fell on him and he you, died <laughs> yeah you mentioned that what a great character because he just like randomly shows up and he's always eating he's always eating something every oh, yeah. time you see him he's eating something it was, he's got a bag of chips, or he's got like an. He appears in a porta john in one episode, and he's eating an apple while he's taking a shit. <laughs> like just okay, like what a what a fucking show. About you, Brian? What you been up to? It's been a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, at the behest of my girlfriend, we watched the original Adams Family movie. What did you think? You know what? I think some really amazing performances on a script that was tainted by. It had to have been punched up by some idiot who only wrote for SNL. I think both Am's family movies suffer from the same issue of like, this got punched up by someone that, that like Lauren Michaels, like this guy's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. There's some gags where you're just like, that's a hat on a hat, man. This was already pretty funny. What are you doing? Raul Julia though. Wow. What a, He's too handsome. He's too handsome to be going. He's, he's just such a simp for his wife. and We, we stand a simp king. The, the yes. Being, yeah. Uh, and, uh, if you want a positive male role model, fucking Gomez Adams. You kidding yeah, me? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's still a lot that's really fun and delightful. I feel like making the fake fester the real fester is a... It's, even then, that I hadn't watched the original movie probably in decades. Yeah. Kind of feels contrived, but fucking Christopher Lloyd is so good. So he's he's having really, so much fun. You can't be too mad at it because, like, he's a delight. What do you want? You know? I guess they could have had Christopher Lloyd show up as as as, as the this, real the real Fester and like duke it out with himself. But uh, yeah, I wish it didn't have like the SNL stink. Yeah, and I feel the same way about Adam's Family Values. I think Adam's Family Values is fantastic in so many ways, but there's just a couple scenes where it's just like, oh, someone. Someone felt that this needed to be more. And Some of Joan did. Cusack's lines at Adam's Family Values, you're just kind of like, really? Did we need this? But like all of the like sleepaway camp stuff is amazing. Yes. Yes. I'll play the victim. Yeah. You will your yeah. whole life. Yeah. <laughs> Christina Ricci fucking, even as a young child, understood the assignment. So we wa- I rewatched that and I had a good time with it. My girlfriend yeah. had a good time with it. And, but we were talking about the original Saw movie. Ah. So uh, that was on Prime, so we watched that, because I don't think I've watched it since it was in theaters. Mm-hmm. And it's as I was while. describing to my girlfriend, uh, the movie theater that I saw at no longer exists, and the mall that it was in no longer exists. Oh, so are we talking like uh, Jamestown? Yeah. Okay. okay. Sorry, Jamestown. My friend Josh, 
who I have not spoken with uh, since he dropped out of high school to watch TV, which is, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Good for him. I, yeah. there's, there's, I think uh, he was like one of those, he turned to one of those guys that uh, lived at home with his parents, but would like make fun of you for having a job. Oh, okay. like, and you'd yeah. be like, motherfucker, I'm, you're in my car. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think like guys. the last time I hung out with him, I took him and his friend who I did not like to the Mills Mall so they could buy Neverwinter Nights 2 on PC. <laughs> and then, like, I'm just like, this sucks. Yeah. Oh, like, I, like, like, there's times where, like, I wouldn't mind driving my friends that don't have a car or have, re- you know, normal access to a car. Like, yeah, let's go hang out. But I was like, no, I was just very transparently used as a ride to, to facilitate the purchase <laughs> of this video game. Yeah. There was really no, like, well, we're going to hang out. And while we hang out, yeah. it would be cool if we could go to here and buy the game. Yeah. It was more like, okay, well, we need to go back to the house now. And I'm like, okay, well. Thanks, I guess. Yeah, but anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So you saw it at that theater. At that theater with the guy who dropped out of school to watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, uh, yeah. Truly, yeah. Just, and also, like, an absolute fucking pussy hound. You got nothing else going on? You got- like, he would like tell he would like tell me stories about go getting his hair cut and you know, him being like seventeen and like a twenty five year old woman who's hot being like, I think you're really cool, you should come hang out with my friends and him being like, Oh no, I'm kinda like I don't wanna like do my hair and I'm like, Motherfucker. Yeah. It's like I was like, like motherfucker, you- do you not understand? <laughs> Fumbled the bag as hard oh, as any man has God, ever done. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Anyways. Saw. Saw. I feel like this is the only time we're going to be able to talk about this childhood friend. So I'm like, you know, I've already, I just, just forget the get couple in there, stories yeah, out just there. <laughs> take care of it. And so we never have to go back to this. So Fair it has to become a reoccurring character. Fair enough. So Saw, <laughs> boy, that is a that is a uh, incredibly uneven movie. Yeah. yeah. It, it almost goes not just like moment by moment or scene by scene, but almost like... Within scenes. Within yeah. like camera cuts. Oh, it goes from being like a good movie to a bad movie. Yeah. Between jumps. I still think that the stuff with the two guys in the room mm-hmm. and the weird gross bathroom. Yeah. Um, I think that works. I think having Jigsaw be the dead body in the middle of the room the whole entire time. I still think that still works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that still works. about But it. boy, boy, there's some some stuff in there. It's just like feels very like daytime TV in a way. Well, I mean, it was low budget. You know, it was, sure. it was one of those things where they kind of they had to stretch for time a little bit. So they gave you, you know, they, they had to pull back from that real tight in the room story to give you Michael Emerson kidnapping people, which went nowhere. Uh, it was, yeah. Like, I love Michael Emerson. Uh, like I said, I'm rewatching Lost with the kids. And like every time I see him, I'm like, uh, like hiss the villain kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But this was before he was on that relative unknown he'd done a couple of bit parts on like criminal minds or something yeah so i went i I watched saw recently because i bought which at the time was all of the movies in one collection and yeah his his appearance and then subsequent almost immediate death in the movie is like what the fuck was that <laughs> yeah i like, kind of what did that have to do with anything the the weird like blackmailed henchman is like yeah that's an interesting angle and they don't really go anywhere with it because nope. I guess they felt like maybe they weren't going to get to do a second movie. Right. And he's never mentioned again. Yeah. I mean, he, like um, almost every from the second movie onwards, anyone who has ever been in one of these is either mentioned or shown again. Like you have some sort of Michael Emerson, never again. So <laughs> it's wild. one and done, baby. I Donald do, Glover, too. I do <laughs> want to rewatch 
the second one just yes. to see if that one holds up. I think that's the why I remember being like, oh, this is good. And then it was diminishing returns. I after think two that. and three were the peak of the series. I got to give it up for two, especially the pit of needles that uh, Amanda falls in that that horrified me and still does. Oh, it's upsetting. Because and it just that, looks dirty. It just it and looks finding filthy. out that the actress that, that portrayed, portrayed that character was actually afraid of needles. Yes. It makes this scene... And then finding out that they spent, like, hell the PAs, like, removing all the needles out of the hypodermic, and then apparently someone, like, fucked up the last second and, like, knocked a bunch of needles into the pit. Oh, That's how I understand the story, at least. But we watched that, and I'm like, oh, you know what? That was fun. Like, I, I could probably go another 20 years without watching this again. I don't know, man. Saw 10's coming out, and you might have to catch up. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Dude night. Let's go. Saw 10. Uh, Let's go. Dude's night. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> When's, oh yeah it's coming out soon September I recently got to photograph a show which was kind of kind of last minute but I ended up photographing the last performance of a very beloved indie band here in St. Louis known as So Many Dynamos So Many Dynahos uh, yeah The Dyna Bros one of the first shows I ever photographed was their record release oh. show for uh, The Loud Wars which was their record that was re- produced by Chris Walla partially Partially, well, it was like mostly, like like seventy five, oh, okay. like eighty percent. Okay, like Ryan Wasoba on their Facebook page has for a while was going through and posting like these long. Right, because uh, he's a producer now and he's a former member of the band. Yeah, so. uh, he actually like left the band before that record was released, but he has Bird Cloud Studios over in Collinsville, Illinois. And he's a really interesting guy. I've talked to him a few times. Uh, one of those people, like, I don't know if he likes me or not. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure yeah. if I really want to know. Hard I to just, read. I'm just, Hard just, to read. Just, uh, you know, Billy Corgan smashing pumpkins, Homer Simpson smiling politely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, just going to keep nodding. By the way, just as a random aside, his TikTok channel is a pro click. I highly recommend it. He's funny as shit. And he's just got these really goofy uh, observations that feel like, oh, okay, this is a guy. I knew that like worked at a record store. I was like really knowledgeable about stuff and he's just riffing on shit. He's, he's yeah, really yeah, funny. He's, he's a fucking mad genius, but that was one of the many shows at the firebird where the AC just magically oh. decided to break the day of show. Oh, boy. I think there was a smoking Pope show. Yes, that that I happened. was at that one. Boris in 2010 was one of those shows. A fantastic show. Holy shit. Was it fucking hot? <laughs> I think, yeah. I think the Diabro show or the Diamo show might've been more intense. Cause I specifically remember, like people trying to like dance and groove were like slipping not just off the floor, but like off of each other. Oh, like everyone was just like it was like we were all like covered in Vaseline, and just I'm like moist. trying to take photos mm-hmm. and all that, and I barely knew what I was doing because again it was one of the first shows I ever photographed. But like I specifically remember like when the show was over, people like lying lying up at the merch booths just to buy a shirt that wasn't covered in sweat. <laughs> you know, just just so gnarly. And I also have a very vivid memory of. The frontman and uh, main keyboardist uh, Aaron, like, bringing his arm up to scratch like the back of his neck, and like watching a trail of sweat shoot oh. off of the edge of his uh, elbow like a fucking like trick shot. <laughs> I mean, it just, I mean, I mean, it, no, I lo- it, it looked like he was shooting from the hip. Yeah, just uh, here. Let me wash me. See if I can wash that milk bottle. Flick of the wrist. Yeah, yeah, just insane. <laughs> And he was just just a fucking gross, nasty show, but um, but yeah, like I reached out to the drummer Norm, like, hey, I, I'm interested in photographing this show. 
um, for the RSSTL. And he's like, oh, yeah, we'll totally add you to like the recording, per- the like documentation personnel or some phrase yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And like, I'll take that. And so, uh, you know, like I brought my girlfriend and we get in there and uh, John from Bone, Bone Locomotive, the drummer, who you may know from playing in Volcanoes. Oh, uh, yes. He like walked by and he noticed my MS paint shirt. He's like, oh, nice shirt. He's like, oh, shit, Southern. And like, you know, and, like me and him talk for a couple of minutes well, and I nice. introduce him to my girlfriend and all that. But like he leaves and you know she's just like, well, so is that guy an asshole? I'm like, no, he's a sweetheart. Like, <laughs> like I, don't, I think you know, I'm like thinking to myself, like I don't think this is gonna be an asshole show. If someone is an asshole and they show up, I don't think they're gonna be an asshole because like that's not the vibe. Yeah, this isn't a bunch of guys like scowling at you know fucking Cherokee Street. Yeah, so many Dynamo shows have always been more of a friendly, happy, vibe. good vibes. Yeah. So yeah, Bone Locomove opened up. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I haven't seen them in forever. Yeah, it's it's weird because like Bo is the only original member from when I remember them, and uh, it's just it's a little different. It's a little bit more like summer vibe, like a little no wave maybe. Yeah, they they had a single uh, that that kind of blew up on TikTok for a while. The How did Twice, you get my name? Apparently it blew yeah, up. Yeah, how did you get my name? Mm-hmm. You know, and they were great. They're just an amazingly solid band. Bo is a, is a great guy, and uh, the original drummer Stephen Colbert was in town. For the So Many Dymo show. No relation. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's S-T-E-V-E-N, oh, Colbert. Okay, okay. And he sat in on a second drum set and played with John for uh, the song Heart. That was a great little moment. So Many Dymos come on and they start out with stuff from their 2015 release, Safe With Sounds, mm-hmm. which was kind of like the last thing they ever came out with, I believe. That was kind of like the, the last iteration of the band that was out there. And they had Steve Inman from Blight Future, maybe? Okay. Yeah, Blight Future. So, yeah, Steve Inman uh, uh Blight Future was helping out on guitar. You had Aaron doing uh, vocals, keyboards, bass. Blight Future's last record, by the way, produced by Ryan Masova at Berkeley. Oh, how about so, that? Boy, yeah, isn't that a... convenient? Um, so, first iteration coming out on the stage... Aaron on vocals, keyboards, synth bass, Norm on drums, and um, then Nathan on guitars, and then Steve Inman of Blight Future on the other gu- other guitar, which was kind of, in a way, like the last iteration of the band, and also with support from Chris and Dennis of Knee, um, Martha Murring, uh, formerly of the River Kittens, oh, wow. and then... Uh, Two fellows from Funky Butt Brass Bands, Cody Henry and uh, Adam Huck. Oh, Adam Huck. Okay. And and maybe Ben Reese is also of Funky Butt Brass Band. One of those guys is on Funky Butt Brass Band. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm seriously I'm I'm, my write-up's still not done. I'm hoping to have that done soon. That's right. I'm kind of racking my brain. I it's really hard when you have a job where you work like almost 50 hours a week, and then uh, you have a podcast, and you have a girlfriend, and then you try to have to write. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I fuck, man. I I miss being like fucking broke and working at Whole Foods sometimes. (laughs) Um, Right, because you could do the 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 little dumb shit that you're like that that like like nurtures your soul instead of doing the dumb shit that you need to do to like. eat Feet. bread yeah anyways um not that my girlfriend doesn't nurture my soul but there's a difference i, I miss a i miss a certain balance there of things yes. um that my that that 
modern society does not let a wild flower like me enjoy all the time so that's the version that comes out for first three or four songs and then benjamin and steve take a bow and ryan wasoba comes out and oh, wow. okay ryan balu who were the two other founding members of the say, band yeah, they're, they're the OGs. i don't think ryan's played with the band since like 2005 or 2006 ryan bellow and ryan wasoba as previously mentioned quit the band like the month or like the day he says yeah. I believe, that the that the loud wars came out that's i feel like when everything really started to pick up because they were playing stuff off their first ep off their first record um yeah, I mean, they, from what I understand, it was very much a career retrospective of a show. It was pretty impressive. Like, they they picked, like, all the right songs to play, I think. There was a couple that, like, oh, it would have been cool they played, but, like, what songs they didn't play, that territory was well covered by other selections. And so they kind of were talking about, like, there's there's three different eras that they're representing. They kind of did the new era, and now they're doing the middle era. And then the third era would end up being, like, you know, Griffin K coming in. Um, who joins the band after um, Ryan Wasoba left, and um, you know Ryan never got to Ryan Wasoba never got to play these songs with the band live because right, he quit. They, yeah, so he was just having a fucking fucking just blast. Just I mean, I was joking with a fellow music photographer Dustin Winters after the set that like man, it's gonna be really hard not having my photo gallery being a Ryan Wasoba like fan cam because <laughs> he was just yeah. having a blast um just really oh, when someone's feeling it you really can see it was it. very you could tell it was very cathartic um and people are just losing their fucking minds people are just in the zone I remember when local shows used to feel like this all the time yeah. like that was like the part that kind of fucked with me like there used to be like at least one local show like a month if not every other week in st louis that had like this like oh it's gonna be a fucking shindig it's gonna be the fucking function yeah and since i've come back into photographing live music i think this is the first local show that's given me that vibe like i've gone to a lot of stuff where like it kind of felt like it was supposed to be like oh this is Oh, this is brilliance and obscurity or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I think we discussed before that St. Louis has this weird chip on its shoulder that if people actually show up to your show, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Which always pissed me off because I'm like, no, seriously, I want people to the show, though. Like, come to the show. Oh, yeah, right I can't tell show. you how many times, like, <laughs> you know, at the, show? at the Firebird, mm-hmm. they would put a band on to, like, open up this show where, like, a band that didn't, like, True Widow or something that didn't have um like a really good following here yet yeah. or like any following like well we kind of need you to bring some people and like they bring their family and they like leave before the headliner plays and so i mean i've seen uh, like cerebral ballsy true widow i've ever seen those bands that end up having great fucking hype at that time and afterwards played st louis to like the bar staff right. and like mo yeah like Mo from that the band I can't remember the name of but his drummer was always in jail Um, (laughs) you know who I'm talking about I know you I can't remember their name either I can't she's clearly clearly um, just just too too old too old but it was really fucking fun people were going the fuck off like I love it I love when a show goes like the vibes were just so immaculate Um, and for like the last um the last uh, era, they bring Griffin out, and then Steve starts coming out, and then they bring the backup vocalists and a couple other people. I mean, I think at one point there was like fourteen musicians <laughs> on stage. Yes, it was. It was like a fuck. It was a fucking to do. 
and I'm like watching the last bit from basically the soundboard, and I was just taking my wide shots. They had the Fucking big banner insane. in the background. It was the, that, uh, yeah. AT and Cowing did the banner. I think he helped out with the lighting. Yeah, it was just like fucking insane. Like I remember, like oh, this is. I remember when like local bands used to really do this, put their ass into it. It was awesome. Like it was such a, like they ended out with Search Party, mm. which everyone loves that song. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was like a thing that also kind of hit me while photographing this performance was, um, you know, and this is at Del Mar Hall, which is an 800, 700, 800 cap room. Nice big long room, a lot of lot of great sight lines. It's like what if Mississippi nights were two hundred percent harder to get around in when there's more than three hundred <laughs> people? Because the way they stagger those ramps, mm-hmm. why couldn't you just make them straight? I don't know. It's, that I, that is every single time I go there. I, I love I love the room. Yeah, like that's the one thing I always bitch about is like you can't walk from the dance floor to the bar no. without you can't do it easily. No. It's, it's a it's fucking a pain thing. in the ass. It's a whole thing. So to understand, folks, if you're facing from the stage to the back of the room, yeah, the the dance floor, the first level, <laughs> it's, is fine, yeah, and you have your 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 cement ramps to go to the second level, and Which you're like, kind cool. of a thing, you know, it's an accessibility deal, sure, whatever, yeah. yeah, yeah, and th- but then if you want to get to the back ramp to right. the back Which platform, is where the back bar is, you have to like shift over like five feet, yeah, inward. it's it's offset in this weird way and it and from this from the stage it looks weird and from and from the audience you're like oh it should just continue straight from here nope i got <laughs> i gotta navigate around these people that are like standing by because it was just, just straight you just keep moving forward but now yeah. you gotta like stop right and you gotta like bother some motherfuckers yeah. resident evil control style you have to turn oh, yeah. your body yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got fucking tank controls and again yeah Delmar Hall is a lovely room, but that, great room. but every single time I go there, it, that that Baffles always me. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go see Jeff Rosenstock there in September. So oh yeah, I'm just, gonna be at that show too. Right I believe on. maybe he'll spray paint my butthole. I don't hell know. yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Chrome, spray paint. chrome, chrome, spray. chrome, chrome, chrome witness spray. me, witness, witness me. me. <laughs> you shall shit shiny in chrome. And I'm gonna play a song about jerking off the RoboCop or whatever. Perfect. Um, anyways, watching everyone come out play these last couple songs i was like man fuck this is nice i'm never going to see this band again fuck me yeah it's both it's bittersweet it's like yeah Yeah. this this fucking rules shit this is never happening again is it and that's fine i mean they they left on a high note i mean how many local great local st louis bands either never play the final show or they play the final show and it was really just like sad yeah it was like sad and maybe like you could tell that like the fucking bass player is getting his ass beat when he's getting his fucking shit from the drummer's house. <laughs> I've been on stage for two of those. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it both ways. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Hey, man, you, you've lived a life. So many dynamos. What a great. So many dynamos. What a great. What a great little band. What a bunch of great dudes. Finished my edits and now I'm doing my write up and realize I've I've really I write so slow. Yeah. And I'm very meticulous. Yeah. Which isn't great because I don't think I'm always that great of a writer. <laughs> well, I mean, you sent this to me and I, I'm I'm really a big fan of this because, I mean, this is pretty concise. It, I'm not really sure to where to begin. And that's how you open it. And like, yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, there's, you know, the, uh, I think um, like Stereo Gum maybe described them as a post everything band, which. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, yeah. I mean, you can read it off. You know, fucking stroke sure. when you go here. Uh, they started back in 2003 in a St. Louis suburb as a catchy Midwestern emo rock outfit, and by the mid-2010s had become something of an electro-indie group with some surprisingly complex grooves and compositions. Their only big label release, 2009's The Loud Wars, was mostly produced by Death Cab for Cutie's Chris Walla, which was then unceremoniously massacred by a Pitchfork review written by someone who thought they were at least as clever as Buddy Head co-founder Travis Keller when it came to talking shit on someone else's art, but, to put it politely, they sure fucking weren't. At that time, people would have played with room-temperature mercury barehanded in traffic if Pitchfork said it were cool, so it is kind of a small miracle that so many dynamos didn't break up and instead decided to keep honing their craft. There is not an ounce of fat on that paragraph. Don't don't doubt yourself, brother. I'm Thank telling you. you. So... I, I hope these motherfuckers don't pull like a super fun yeah yeah rock ship and make like oh we're break, we're really doing it and then be like oh, not really oh yeah I don't think so I, from, I, I know what but I like that's, that's, that is the fear yeah of, of every time a local band that <laughs> you're doing the Black Sabbath thing with every tour is the final tour <laughs> yeah or, or kiss really I know God damn I still want to see him though so gosh yeah. I I went to high school with a guy at Luke Garrick's <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. you know, I'll tell this story because I don't know. Next time we'll be talking about Kiss and Final Tours. He had Luke Garrick's disease. He was a big, pudgy ginger dude. Big old fat legs. He had Luke Garrick's. He had, wait, how old was he that he had ALS? That's fucked up. I mean, uh, we're talking high school. Yeah, So Jesus. not even 18. God damn. Um, but he would just like tell really fucking... He always was wearing like a Kiss like Final Tour t-shirt. <laughs> and new point, one every there time. There was one point where I was just like... Uh, <laughs> I was like, man, this is like the third time they did like a final tour, man. I feel like they're kind of like uh, taking advantage of their fan base. And he's just like, I don't know, man, shit's pretty cool. And he would just tell all these really, he was very much, I, I, looking back now, I have a lot of empathy for this guy. Yeah, I sure. imagine like now I, I have a, a bigger picture of what he could have possibly been going through. For me, he was just like this guy who was really in the kiss, which was in a, in a way that was really weird for people Teenagers. are yeah, yeah, yeah well there were like guys that were in the kiss at our high school but like they played guitar and this guy you know okay that kind of yeah that kind of stuff like they were yeah. kind of like old school rockers like this guy just seemed like a normal ass dude except he really loved kiss and he had lou garrick's in high school he um would tell all these stories about like this girlfriend who doesn't go to high school here and about like Oh, the Canadian girlfriend who's uh, shy, but she's a model. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think he blew up that much, but he's always like, yeah, I got a girlfriend. And like, you know, we like doing like, you know, uh, her her mom bought us some beer and we were like driving around with like Mo Bottoms and got fucked up and like all the stuff that was like, man, if half of this is true, like I'd be amazed. Yeah. yeah. And there was another guy that I had in this class with him um, whose name was Chris. And Chris one day like just kind of lost it like listen to his <laughs> bullshit because chris was just like wanted to do classwork like yeah he, like he just didn't like the class like i just want to get through this right and i remember one day i'm talking with chris at, like i think we had another class or maybe we were talking in the hallway or talking after school and he's just going like man that fucking guy in that one class i go yeah he's just like all of a sudden goes yeah so me and my girlfriend we were driving in a car and then we crashed <laughs> the car into a strip club and gene simmons was there and gene simmons sucked my dick and then the cops came to arrest me because i crashed my car but then they saw that gene simmons was giving me dick and sucking my dick and then uh and then the, the cops started sucking me off too and then my girlfriend let me finger bang her <laughs> and i'm like yeah yeah, that's exactly what that guy was. That guy's like, and so yeah. I, I every once in a while, like someone will tell a rambling ass story. And I'm like, and what part did Gene Simmons suck you off? Yeah, like, yeah. 
<laughs> at what point? What point? When we get to the part where Gene Simmons sucks you. Get to get to the part where Gene Come Simmons on. fucking. On. Let's go. He he shows it to you on his big tongue before he swallows it. <laughs> Called the demon. Oh boy. Lick oh it. fuck me. Lick it up. All right. So oh, you can. You can... <laughs> Sutter. Yeah, every once in a while I will say your name oh, to the you know, That's funny why I worked at Guitar Center. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure as, a, as, a, as a young man, <laughs> I had a reputation for being kind of a witless uh, pussy magnet. Hat coming at me, didn't know what to do with it because I was scared of everyone because I, I had a very bad time in high school. Yeah. And so, um, like, there was a girl that worked at the Bread Co. down the street on the Rock Road that, oh, like, man. would write her phone number on my food. And she was cute. Oh, no. And it took her doing it like three or four times. I had to say it to a coworker. And he's like, yeah, I think that girl wants to fuck you. And like the girl with the pink hair and like all the piercings go, yeah, like, yeah, that girl wants to fuck you, Brian. Like you should. And you went, oh. Oh, oh okay, sick. Um, <laughs> I thought I thought it was just like a ruse to like beat me up and like, you know, <laughs> take my wallet. Um, hey, why not? Both? It turns out, yes, that girl yeah. did want to fuck me. Fantastic. But, um, but, but it became... I was like the youngest guy there. And even though I worked with some people that I didn't really enjoy, they did like the fact that I was this bumbling idiot, like shy weirdo that like women just wanted to talk to. And I just didn't know what to do with it. But yes, there were so many times that I would come in after like going on a date with some girl and like, yeah, someone would pick up a guitar, the guitar desk and like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but became because my last name is Sutter. Yep. You, you see, here's a funny little thing here, man. You don't you don't know me like this, but you can just add a little L there. Oh, Slutter. Slutter. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I would have just sung it Sutter. But no, it just became Slutter. Yeah. No, I mean, there was a point in my life where there were people that just called me Slutter, and it was <laughs> really really weird sometimes. And now I look at it back as a, as a really weird thing for like dudes that are like 26 to be saying to a 19 year old guy. Fair. Is yeah. like. It's a little odd. Yeah. It's a little weird. And but, I mean, you know, I mean, Strutter's probably like the best Kiss song. Uh, I would argue that it's I Was Made for Loving You, but that's a whole nother, a whole nother discussion. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like, <laughs> sounds like you're trying to get a little sloppy toppy from the demon. <laughs> <laughs> Lick It Up is also a good song. I got to tell you. Anyway. Um. <laughs> anyway. God, yeah, uh, speaking just... of getting sloppy toppy from demons. Where can they harass you, Jason? No, actually, I, was, I have one more thing for the breath It will make it quick. Oh, wow. <laughs> So I have been on, I finished Yakuza Like a Dragon, and I've been in a bit of a game slump. Didn't know what to play. So I've been kind of going through shit that I bought but forgot about, one of which was Steel Rising. Steel Rising turns out, pretty great game. A little yeah. short. French Revolution, but you're a robot, and it's also Soulsy, and there's kind of some yeah. some cool stuff happening. Multiple side quests have you interacting with Rob Spears. So that's nice. Um, some actual French history kind of woven into this oh, alternate wow. history game. Uh, kind of neat. You get to learn about the Estates General, uh, all that cool stuff. So that was nice, but it was short. So then I was like, okay, now what? So then I started picking up stuff like um, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Which is okay. Again, short game. It's Borderlands, but with a D&D setting. Kind of all right. It's, yeah. <clears throat> you know, and the charm and wit of it is Andy Samberg, and I swear it's Wanda Sykes, but I don't know if it's actually Wanda, I think Sykes. It's Wanda Sykes. Okay. 
Azure, two other uh, players. Well, an actual and, black woman, so Tiny Tina doesn't have to be racist. Correct. And so, <laughs> that definitely kind of eased the... It was a bit of a salve on that on that particular issue. But again, short game. I still remember the guy that got chased off Twitter because he was like, eh, Tiny Tina seems like a little racist. Yeah, uh, it's not not a great time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he was right. So <laughs> and they've kind of toned that down, thankfully. Ashley Burke still... Uh, Ashley Burke still... Uh, does the voice and it's it's really fun uh and then i started uh, based on previous guest thoughts slime's recommendation of vampire survivors uh that's another one where it's like okay you still you just now started playing the vampire survivors i i've been like talking about this for like the better part of a year i understand that i picked it up because it was cheap and then it's always been cheap i understand that i picked it up because it was cheap i picked up the dlc too and then i just kind of forgot about it Okay. That's the thing. I got so many games in the in the Steam library. It's, just, it's like Vampire Survivors was in the V's, so it was yeah, down at the yeah. Anyway, so I've been kind of digging that. But the one that really hooked me was something you talked about, which was High on Life. Got it in a bundle with Journey to the Savage Planet. Humble Bundle, I think, still has. Well, it. I didn't talk about High on Life because I thought it was good. Uh, you enjoyed what little you played of it. I was basically <laughs> I don't need I don't need any more of this. Me and my girl, I was like, see, like is this is something me and my girlfriend could play together. After one night, we're like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I need to keep going. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of there, but I did like the fact that they had some of the smiling friends guys do voices. So oh, that yeah. was kind of neat. But yeah, it's it's that same like, oh, how much how much more of this can I take? Um, yeah. So I'm still on the hunt for the next uh, the next big thing. It might be the Alan Michael Wick. Cusack. I think the guy's yes. name is like he's fantastic. And then the guy who's Oni plays on YouTube. I can't remember his name. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm still on the hunt for the next one. I think it might be the Alan Wake remake. I got that. Um, Ooh, that's really out. like the original. The Alan Wake remake. I'm very hyped about. I love Remedy Games. Anything they put out, I will be there for it because I'm getting hyped for Alan Wake Two, which is coming out soon. Um, but I mean, from Max. So is the remake out? The remake is out. Oh wow! No one's talking about it. No, really aren't. Yeah, because I don't think a lot of people were talking about the original. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember playing the original and thinking it was pretty good. Yeah, pretty decent. Remake's got a lot of good things going for it. Some real good quality of life improvements, a little graphical upgrade, yada yada. Okay, I'll take but, a look uh, into that. But some of the goofier stuff about the control schemes is kind of smoothed over here, so I'm really happy about that. But I can't... Uh, control 2, that's what I'm really waiting for. The Control, control DLC two. was not long enough. I needed more. I need more Control. I'm I'm <laughs> waiting for uh, Armored Core. Armored Core 6, yes, 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 yes. Fires of the Roof God. That's coming out a couple days after my birthday, so I'm hoping... That, uh, hoping that I'll be able to uh, pick that up. I'm, I'm debating if I want to pick it up for Xbox or for Steam. Ooh, that's a good. I mean, depends on what your what your rig's like. I mean, I just upgraded my rig. I don't True. have anything to. Yeah, I don't know. Armored Core games have always felt like controller based to me because I always played. Well, I mean, I, I, I'd be playing and... with a like PS4 controller or something. Oh, yeah. Well, then, yeah. I mean, it's really dealer's choice at that point. But I also don't. I don't have my PC connected to my TV. Hmm. Mm. That might be the deal breaker then, because yeah, well, yeah really do I does... want to be lazy on the futon, or do I want to be lazy in a desk chair? Yeah, yeah. So, I, my, I my think razor, my razor. <laughs> I do. Do you have it? I do have a. Ra- oh. I do have a razor <laughs> gaming yeah. chair. Because Hell yeah! Well, I I wanted to buy a new chair, and I had a, a had a little bit extra money. I'm like I want to get a nice chair that's Fuck like yeah. gonna last forever. And do but it. my budget was like five hundred ish, and they're really it really didn't go further than like a razor gaming chair like maybe a secret labs but like 
But even then, well, it's uh, like one of those things. It's like buying a coffee grinder. You can either buy a hundred dollar coffee grinder right. or a five hundred dollar coffee grinder. Yeah, like there's it's, no they're, middle ground. It's because <laughs> anything lower than that is going to be bullshit. Right. Well, if you have recommendations for gaming chairs, <laughs> Brian, yeah, geez, you got like a yeah. Game, my 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 dude over here is sweating it out. Oh, you talking about my? You talking, talking about setup about here? Yeah. Oh well, that you're this, like you got this like was a, a bar stool. You this got a like cabinet a... that you stole from someone's Airbnb <laughs> to use for a desk. It works. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. It looks like you ping your knee on it a lot. Um, Every once in a while, I will. Every <laughs> once seems, in a while, I will. Yeah. It seems. Yes. It seems yeah. like. No, but it, the thing I like about it is it's actually got like real drawers. Oh, like the real stuff. drawers yeah, are yeah, good. Yeah. Big, big thing, and it can fit the subwoofer for the entertainment system. Yeah. So that's nice. It's and, high and enough. Your dog's ashes and whatever All else you that, put, whatever on, else your, put on that part of the cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do have a bar stool, and I am sitting at basically what is a repurposed armoire or a, a, a an end table that I have have this all like of what our my like on. grandmother put like Halloween decorations. On yes, in the living room. yes, exactly right. Yeah, that's pretty much what this is. But I mean, it it works. It works. Uh, <laughs> but if you have recommendations, let me know at Video Crime on Twitter. Uh, you can also hit me up on Blue Sky and various other places as Video Crime. You can do Instagram, TikTok. I'm at Laser Goose CEO. Brian, where can they find you and tell you about their optimized desk setup? Yeah, the- show me, show me all the fucking little weird LED shit you have stripped. <laughs> the strips you have going behind your desk to make everything look cool. And like, I saw, I saw a tweet that was like, "My shitty dog has climbed into my gaming PC." <laughs> <laughs> And then I realized, oh, wait, this is translating from German. So it was like, Ein meine Schiebehound. <laughs> like, Schiebehound sounds fucking badass. <laughs> Schiebehound. My shitty dog. If you have pictures of your shitty dog climbing into your gaming PC, uh, Brian, where can they find you online? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram and Blue Sky, Yeehaw. which I keep forgetting about. Me too. As I shot the board, that's I S H O T G U I D B O R D. If you want to check out my music photography, my portfolio is assholemusicphotographer.com. If you want to check out some foes with words, it's amusicphotographer.com. I have not updated anything on there since Melanie Martinez. I'm hoping this weekend I can find some time to write about some other things and make some other posts. Fingers fucking mm-hmm. cross. Double cross. I'm crossing them all head over to the arts stl to take a look at my so many demos foes and ryup so good. Uh, should be up by the time this episode goes live and there is lots of other good stuff there written by other talented folks uh there's a nice little write-up of ween playing at st louis music park last week oh wow some other stuff there i mean i mean check out but you know it's a good uh, it's a good class of kids i'm in over there so you go right. uh, go so support the go so it's the T-H-E, arts. The S- arts, S-T-L. Yeah, Two S's, arts, S-T-L. Yes, arts, okay. arts S-T-L. S-T-L. Got it. Because yeah, the fucking riff for time, sure, she ain't right about anything. <sighs> well, that's a story for another time, I think. Yes, it is. Anyways. <laughs> uh, continue with the pluggables, my In- good man. Indeed, uh, you can give us a call, 314-246-9766. That's 314-AHOY. Who would you like to spell with your telephone? You can shoot us an email, Jason at 48minutesofdogsbarking.com or Brian with a Y at 48minutesofdogsbarking.com. You can also support the show, patreon.com slash 48minutesofdogs, if you so 
want to do that thing. And so what I've been doing on the Patreon is I've been putting up the episodes. We release Wednesday mornings is our, is our normal schedule. And I've been putting up episodes as soon as they're done editing, about like 10 or 11 p.m. on the Tuesday night. So if you're a Patreon, you'll get a little uh, early access, as it were. Patrons only. So. Ooh, wow. Yeah, a couple, a couple a hours early. Uh, I was going to say, if, if, if y'all keep subscribing to the Patreon, I'm sure Jason will start uploading all the racist stuff we take out. <laughs> just in one long, unbroken chain. <laughs> oh, no, no, we got to milk it. Yeah. Just yeah. a, a couple minutes at a time. Okay, we'll work yeah. on that. <laughs> we're gonna leave you a little. Today new. we're going. We're taking all the stuff I've said about Bosnians. <laughs> Next week is going to be everything I said about Italians. The anti-Serbian supercut is <laughs> coming to the. It's coming to the. Milosevic well, did nothing wrong. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna leave you a little music. A group called Damaged Bug, Brian. You guys, you know these guys, Damaged Bug. I'm not. I'm not familiar. It's one of the guys from the OCs. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm into little, this. Little side project of theirs. Damage Bug, great record. A song from it called Cough Pills. Always love this tune. Uh, but as we always say at this time, a namaste. Good luck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.